1: Very happy for you to sit in between us.
0: I want a checking purpose for football all the time. And providing you had it set up in that quarter, we had a real chance of putting it in that quarter. Now we've got our backs against the wall, we're gonna fight. Absolutely nailed it.
1: As a favor to our mate Joffer and he's our mate Joffer now.
0: Just released a book too, yeah, uh, old mate.
1: So doing very well, our mate Joffa. Yep. We thought we'd do a half yearly report for Collingwood Football Club. Um, never mind, we're doing it for the other 17 teams as well. But just for you Magpies fans, is half yearly of how the Collingwood are going in 2015.
0: And I think the bonus is, and not just because we've got a great appreciation for Joffa, but our mate It's Joffa. actually going to be a, a positive Collingwood review. So well, everything's positive about yeah, Collingwood what at the what minute. Can you say even the haters got a bit? They're doing bloody well. Eight and three and sitting in
1: the top four at the the break. Um, I didn't have Collingwood in the eight this year.
0: No. Them and West Coast are sort of the... They've proven everyone wrong. They've had... uh, Between
1: them and West Coast, they've had the um, easier first half of the season their easier draw. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not their fault. You only play the team you're coming up against. Exactly. Um, And they've done everything. I I actually picked that Buckley could have some questions around his... uh, place at the head of Collingwood this year, yep. not going to be so. Not no. going to be so.
0: No. I think they've um, proved all the doubters wrong, but um, yeah, plenty to be happy out if you're a Collingwood supporter.
1: Definitely developing into his team now. Yeah. Um, but we'll get on to the coaching later. Uh, I think, you know, straight off the bat, eight wins, three losses, um, sitting fourth, definitely above par. Yep. I think above par in their expectations as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, well, I was one of the people that thought, was always... Um, a disbeliever, if that makes sense. Yeah. But um, they've definitely proved me wrong and proved everyone else wrong uh, on the way. So and,
1: and done it very well.
0: Like and I mean, if you're a Collingwood supporter, you've got to be fucking loving that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're seeing Essendon are falling and Carlton are yep. shit. Richmond, they have even got the wood over them by a long way. Um, so let's have a look. Where's
1: their best win for the year so far for you?
0: I've got, and I mean, they've had a lot of good wins. And uh, like we're talking about, they've had sort of that easier or the hard stuff out of the way or the easy uh, stuff out of the way. Hard Maybe. stuff to come. Hard yep. stuff to come, yeah. But the thing is who we anticipated would be hard and, and easy games has completely changed what the season got underway. Absolutely. So I got their the best win versus North Melbourne. I said North as well. Yeah. Um what round Uh North Melbourne yeah. was round nine. Round nine, yeah. And I thought, um they got a pace in the first half. So Yeah, uh could have packed it in. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean, you would have been very Sort of forgiven if you have just gone, well, oh, that's Turn, this season, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Turn the TV off
1: at half time. Yep. I, mean, yeah. I guarantee there were some people who turned off at half time, Yeah. Um, but what was their third quarter? How many goals did they kick there? Well,
0: I mean, like, they got that late one in the second for time. And, and they know. just went
1: whack, 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 whack. It was one-way traffic after that. It was going downhill.
0: So I think it's almost nine or ten goals uh, in a row in the third quarter, unanswered. Unanswered,
1: yeah. Um, just... It shows that when things are actually working for them, um, they can really go uh, full tilt yeah. um, and, and score quickly.
0: And um, especially against North Melbourne, who are a side who got a lot to play for. and um, They've yeah. had sort of the same situation where you've got people who you didn't expect to step up have been doing uh, key role playing. Uh, um, for, for North, you mean? Or yeah. For, yeah.
1: Um, with uh, Collingwood, I mean, they've... Uh, especially in this game, this was a game where uh, they didn't make the eight last year where North Melbourne played off in their prelim. North yep. Melbourne got out to a big lead. Um, y- you could almost expect that, okay, let's make it an honourable loss. Yeah. Um, it was
0: almost a seven goal lead, I think. Something so stupid like that, yeah. In the second half.
1: Um, you know, maybe there were a few North um, supporters who were looking at percentages and they're yep. thinking, you know, this is doing all right. Yep. But um, yeah, they, they turned it on. Um, it was uh, something that they
0: definitely wouldn't have expected that to happen. Yeah. Um, um, was that at any head stadium or was that the no, G? No, it was at the big G, this one. At the G. So it's good to be playing like that in front of your home crowd as well because they would have been giving it to the players at the first half. Yeah. Put on a shit house performance like that.
1: Um, Jamie Elliott bobbing up for an easy five goals on, on the day, um, which you've got to be happy with. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Trav Cloak's still struggling on that day, but yeah. he's, uh, he's had one of those years where he's been a bit up and down.
0: Yeah, but I think Jamie Elliott, he seems to have um, awareness leading out from goal, sort of like Travis Cloak, Doesn't the marketing ability obviously but he has the body shape of Dane Swan. So it's, it's almost like he can learn from both I, and forge his own position in so that team.
1: He might have the body shape of Dane Swan, but he's got a leap well in a buff.
0: He's yeah. swatty. Honestly, he's like a cat in midair. you are yeah. see him where he'll go for a mark. He knows he's not going to get it, but he knows it's going to be in dispute straight afterwards. And so yep. he's already adjusting um, where he's going to position himself when he lands to attack that ball. It's almost like you're like in basketball where you get a pass from someone and as you're jumping in the air to catch it, you plant your feet in that triple threat position, where so you're ready to go. Yeah, you're ready to go, and that's what you do midair. And it's like he can uh, process that information midair and then assess what he's going to do once the ball hits the ground. It's great
1: balance. Yep. Um, not just on the ground, but it's when you leap and keeping your balance and knowing where you are. Yeah. Um, yep. And that's why he can take those screamers where he twists and turns. And, yeah. um, he took a, a beauty, I don't think it was in this game, I think it was earlier in the year, yeah. um, which will be talked about for mark of the year. Yeah. Um, so that's the, I had that as the best win. I mean, Anzac Day is a, a big win for him any day. Yeah. Um, and I didn't say the win over Carlton. Yeah. Um, was a big win because it, it was more demoralising for Carlton and I mean was certainly Collingwood supporters to take a lot out of
0: that yeah. certainly enjoy that Yeah, um, you, you enjoy it on the day but in hindsight you're like yeah well, it's, I mean,
1: it's really what they should
0: do yeah, to Carlton exactly. is beat them by 80 odd yep. and I mean it takes a bit of enjoyment out of those victories when the other team isn't as good
1: a, a, exactly Yeah, it's, it's a,
0: like when we're talking about Joffa he said that when uh, Carlton had their struggles with um, making money, I think it was, and yeah. they were going to merge. And he actually donned on a Carlton Guernsey and stood in front of the train station.
1: Rattled the tents rattle for the for Carlton footy.
0: Yeah, and when we were talking to him about it, he said that you have to have um, villains or your opposition that you respect. They have to be good. Otherwise, it takes all the fun out of the game.
1: Well, it's, it's an old... Um, I remember uh, in Mick Foley's book, and I think this is the third time I've mentioned Mick Foley's book in podcasts in the last couple That's of weeks. That's not enough. But, <laughs> but he was saying... Um, when you're hyping up a fight, yep. you've got to hype up the other guy as well. Because if yeah. you say he's a piece of shit and you win, well, who cares? You yeah, beat a piece of shit.
0: That's exactly and right. If you say
1: he's a piece of shit and he beats you, what does that make you? Yep. Um, but yeah, the same day. I mean, Colin would they'd much rather have Carlton in there and kicking their ass than Carlton just, somewhere just else. Quickly,
0: I think it's funny coming from Mick Foley where he was usually viewed upon as the piece of shit. Well, he did go to the <laughs> ring in a big brown, skin tight yeah.
1: tights. So uh, yeah, it's hard to get away from that. <laughs> Um, worst loss for Co- Collingwood so far.
0: And they've only had three. Yeah, I think it's got to be Adelaide at Etihad. Uh, which was round one or two? Yeah, it was very early on. And actually, just double-checked that, hey? Yeah, it was definitely sure. round
1: two, because uh, Adelaide beat um, North
0: in round one. Yeah, it was. And the other thing was, what was the reason why they were playing at Had? It was... Oh, was, it was soccer? Uh, it was already... Cricket? Cricket, or something like that. The cricket World Cup? Yeah, maybe it was Cricket World Cup. But, yeah, whichever reason, um... Looking at where they would have finished uh, last season, you would have thought Adelaide would be a key game for them um, for this season. And looking at how the season's progressed, um, Adelaide, they should have smashed them.
1: Adelaide are just inside the eight, I think, at the minute. Um, but they started Adelaide especially started the year on fire. Yeah. And uh, look, they were very inaccurate in that game. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, I had their worst losses actually the Geelong game. Um, because it showed that uh, Tommy Hawkins was an absolute monster. Yeah. Um. Collingwood were up and about. And they were, uh, had a couple of good wins. Um. You know, they're the coming off the big high of uh, Anzac Day and then putting yep. Carlton to the sword. Uh, they got ragdolled they, on that day.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a very good point actually as well. And especially being at the G, there would have been a big crowd there for what what the uh, fans would have anticipated to be a very hard fought a, a contest. Good match, yeah. And the thing is, you talk about. Um, Tom Hawkins at one end, but Collingwood have their own Tom Hawkins at their full forward line. It's yeah. just a matter of whether he converts it.
1: Yeah, it's been much spoken about his kicking, and um, it's one of those things that he's he's a great he's obviously a great player. He's one of the yeah. best um, <laughs> key forwards in the league. Yep. He could have been one of the best key forwards of all time if he can kick straight. And that's, that's how big it is.
0: And you can see it's not an issue of talent. That's what is uh, if you're a Collingwood supporter most frustrating, and if you're playing Collingwood, that's what gives you lots of hope <laughs> yeah. because when, we're to we, match up on him
1: when your big full forward is taking a mark and he's lining up it's like oh, all that work yep. we've got it up there they can't relax and I'm like oh fuck I hope he gets it come on oh shit yeah, exactly. me. It, um, it puts more pressure on you even when you're doing nothing yep
0: um, and the thing is the fact that you have to if, even if that enters your head when he's taking that mark it exudes from you and exudes from a team and yeah. it creates tension when they're shooting if goals so even it's almost like patronizing if you try and say no just relax you know just yeah. don't think about anything It's almost making it worse, so
1: I don't know what you do. Um, The other thing about this game was um, Geelong had nearly 100 more disposals and nearly 20 more tackles. Yep. Um, It just shows how the game was on their terms from the get-go.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And uh, the Collingwood, yeah, look, they got within five goals in the last quarter, but
0: it was never really on. I mean, when you look at the first quarter, Geelong just came out and went bang, 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 bang. bang, bang, Good night. Bang, 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 bang. And accurate. That was so accurate. Yep. Um,
1: oh, 15, 10 they ended up, but um, I think it was at some stage they were kicking, you know, set shots from everywhere.
0: Um, I, think, I think it was like five straight goals. Um, to Collingwood one point in the first quarter was that is something that? silly yeah. like that? Yeah. Um. Okay. So top three for Collingwood. Look, there's a lot to be happy about with Collingwood from a top three, and I mean. Swan and Pendlebury are consistent. You, you and kind of write those two in f- yeah. before the season even starts. But I feel like ripping the fans off, like putting those two in the top three, because it's almost a given. It's yeah. almost a gimme. There's, I mean, there's something there to say, because uh, I think every year people expect
1: Swanee to drop off. Yep. But he's never been a super speedy athlete. He runs as good in the fourth quarter as he does in the first. He's yep. not that fast, but he's still doing it. Yep. Um, and he's so smart and uh, strong in the hips that yeah. um, it's hard to get him off the ball when he knows where to run and when. Yeah. Um, and that um, uh, natural uh, atrophy in his skills hasn't happened yeah. like some people have predicted. Um, and the fact that he's such a lovable bloke means uh, that the Collingwood faithful are always going to be behind uh, yeah. him, and, and any decent football fan is too.
0: Well, it depends what perspective you come from because some people still have that um, sort of fantastical yeah. idea of, of what an AFL player is, that they're superhuman and they're not actually yeah. real people. Yeah. But Sonny's one of those ones that defies that mould and says, hey, this is me, mate. I don't give a fuck what you think about it. This is who I am. And if I'm performing on the field, what you say about me is irrelevant. I don't care. And I like that he's still passionate about the yep. game. Like he, he
1: has that aura yep. of I don't really care about yeah. anything else, but I, he loves playing footy and he loves playing yep. footy with his mates. Um, is uh, I think if you're any other club throwing money at him to get him to come to your team, yep. you're wasting your breath. Exactly. That's why I don't think they're even trying.
0: Well, that, that's why I think that he demands that respect from everyone else because you you cannot deny his impact on field, and so in doing that, it's really hard to try and judge him for what he does off field. Not that like oh else Not that he
1: does anything wrong off field. That, that's the thing. He looks like it. That's yeah,
0: all. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I mean. It's a pretty good chance he does. Have <laughs> I mean, ever seen that uh, Brownlow medal that, that night looking just off tap as fuck? And hey, more power to him, man. Hey, and he wasn't Robinson Crusoe. Exactly right. And the thing is, he's coming there and he's doing what he needs to do on field. He's not going there. He's not beating people up. He's not causing any he's sort of he's troubles. Never, in community. He's never
1: got in any trouble off the
0: field. Ever. That's it. Ever. Um, if you don't know Swan, we'd fucking love to get him on this podcast well, too.
1: <laughs> Blood oath. Um, and yeah, Pendlebury was the other one who's keeping coming yep. on coming on. I've got some interesting facts here. Um, you might not know this about Pendlebury. Yeah, He uh, had a basketball background. Didn't Did he really? Are you aware? Bullshit. <laughs> Pendlebury a basketballer. <laughs> he played his uh, 200th this year. And uh, we might have mentioned it, but um, they showed footage of his first game, lining up for right. his first goal. Yep. Uh, I think he was playing on Brad or Chris Scott. Yep. Yep. Um, and as he's kicking the goal, Bruce McIverney mentioned his basketball background.
0: Are serious? So first like, goal.
1: First goal. So I'm like 200 games later, <laughs> still fucking talking about it.
0: <laughs> Jesus so maybe Christ. Maybe it's got something to that where whenever you're trying to research a player, you just look at Bruce and what he said about him. Because <laughs> you probably know that that's been more well-researched than what you're going to do. It, probably. Apparently, he keeps a, a scrapbook every year uh, well, and just fills it with shit. That being said, I'd actually like to see... Um, how Penery goes at basketball like is it all piss and wind or is it actually <laughs> legit basketballer no he's legit he played with Paddy Mills and shit
1: did he really yeah 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 when Paddy um, came oh, out was, I think he was even billeted with Paddy Mills at one stage or some shit like that no shit like they're, they're like genuine they, they growing up um, in the basketball yep. circuit together
0: like, not enough people especially kids these days know what billeting is all about or what it is it's got to be like a privilege of the country. I think it is. The only country kids know what billeting is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like, think of that. Most time you're, you're scared to let your kids go to someone's <laughs> house. <laughs>
1: okay, for those uh, that might not have heard of the term billeting before, when you're growing up in the country and you go to uh, another city to play sport, Usually school sports. Usually school sports. Rather than, you know, them getting a hotel or... Because you've know, got
0: no fucking money You've <laughs> got no money.
1: <laughs> yeah. What they do is they basically, um, a, a local family adopts you for the week. Yep. <laughs> you just go have a sleepover with somebody you've never met before and just pop up in there. Um, we billeted um, Richie Vandenberg's brother once. Did we? Yeah, in no, Broken Hill, know. yeah. Timmy. No, the yeah, I still yeah, remember playing
0: absolutely. basketball uh, CHS basketball going to Newcastle and we rocked up at Newcastle High get out of our minibus that so we'd driven <laughs> fucking 18 hours, 18 hours from in. Broken Hill or whatever and all the billeting families were sort of standing around and um, they called out the family name and then called out who was going to get billeted by them and I remember everyone was going so and so so and so they call it this building family name, and there's just three smoking hot chicks. Step <laughs> forward, Brenton. Yes, <laughs> Fucking yes. That how, was many, great weekend. how many Brentons step forward? <laughs> <laughs> Funny um, enough, uh, being in a beach community, they woke me up at six a.m. to go uh, for a swim. 6-7. First time I ever knew what being dumped by a wave was, Oh, right. apparently. Yeah. Tried to swim over the top. <laughs> apparently got to duck under those waves. Doesn't happen in the yeah. lakes out in the country. They weren't my coolness. <laughs> no uh, no dumping
1: by waves out in the dams. No, just bitches. Um, so who's the third best for Collingwood?
0: I had Elliot. Yeah, me too. I had Elliot. I mean, it's, yeah. I almost feel like um, Swan and Pendlebury have ripped uh, another good couple of good players off from a mention in this podcast, to be honest, yeah. because you almost put them in as a certainty and... <laughs> Can't deny Elliot's impact forward with Cloak having a couple of issues. It's, but... it's
1: something now when you come up against Collingwood, you've got to think, what are we going to do about Elliot? Yeah, yep. um, Cloak's there and you know you've got to do something. Yep. and you, He's going to draw the best backmen and probably the best two backmen. Yep but you can't just forget Elliot because he yeah. can pop up and he's uh, very reliable with ball in hand.
0: And the thing is, in marking contests, usually it's set up so you've got your person who either takes pack marks or they break packs and then you've got front and centre and your rovers. But Elliot's the type of person that breaks packs and then does the roving himself. Or leaps over the fucking packs. Yeah, but he's, he's not just that one-dimensional player where you either coming through packs or taking pack marks and then you let your front and centres and your Eddie bats take it's care of everything else. It's such a hard matchup. Yeah. Um, and look
1: the other one I mentioned was uh, Nathan Brown who's yep. um, been a, a bit of a rock down back and yep. uh, especially with Collingwood who are short a couple of backmen at the minute yep. um, and Frost is still um, developing uh, and growing so he's uh, there's been a few times where he's been a bit of a saviour for him. The, yep. uh, things like the, the stats don't really show yeah.
0: Um, uh, Look, I, I thought there's lots of honourable mentions for the Collingwood team I think um, yeah, that's a great sign still side bottom I think he had a couple of weeks out broke his thumb or something but I played fucking amazing Like played really well for solo played really well yeah. as well um, um, Taylor Adams who's
1: uh, come, Adams, come yeah. across from Varco. GWS Varco slaughtered in nicely yep um, and, you know, they had some uh, players leave in the off-season in Beams
0: and yeah. uh, Hurtier Lumumba. Lumumba. I uh, think Varco has, has done what Lumumba, Lumumba does without as many mistakes. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, he's uh, a little more calm Yeah, um, with ball in hand. Um, Adam Oxley, he's, got a, he's played every game so far and he's got himself a rising star nod.
0: Yep. Um, Marley Williams has come along all right too. Both those guys averaging 20 touches a game. That's a good point. I didn't even consider Marley Williams in... Sort of that uh, upper echelon of the Collingwood players, but yeah, been no, doing definitely, well. definitely playing really yeah,
1: well. I've, ever since he you know we had a bit of legal trouble and, and shit like that, yeah. Um, ever since he's come back, I've been really bullish on him. Yep. I, I think he's going to be a, a great player, and um, he won't be as good as Beams is in you know by next year. Yeah, but he might develop into somebody that like a Beams in a couple of years. And after the thing that. is,
0: if you've got him at uh, uh, sort of that age he is now, maybe you can make him develop into the role that you need in that team, as opposed to. He's
1: got great leaders. Yeah. I mean, in, in Swan and Pendlebury to you know lead by example. Yeah, um, he's somebody that can you know if he, we assume that all the off-field shits finished, and apparently yeah. you know getting around with the wrong crowd and all that kind of gear. Yeah. If he can sort himself out, he becomes a leader himself in time. Yeah,
0: but see, with in my opinion, with Beams when he was down at Collingwood, um, it seemed like he was going to be a Pendlebury or a Swan. Yeah, but as long as you've got Pendlebury and Swan in your team, where does he fit in? Yeah, you know where uh, well, he he was catching up to him. As yeah. far as i was concerned, I um, think Marley's a bit better. Um, where he can could be could be in time. Yeah, but not not better um, uh, player, but fits into their team uh, structure better. <clears throat> Which leads on to Most Improved, doesn't
1: Which, it? Which, I had Taylor Adams. See, um,
0: I had Oxley. I think he debuted in 2013. Uh,
1: I, I thought it was this year. Oh, he got his nod this year.
0: I think he let's debuted see. in 2013, sat out 2014, and then came back this season. But let's double check Correct.
1: That. Yep, played two games in 2013. So this is his first real season. Yeah, sat out in
0: 2014. Uh, not sure why. Because, it could, have, uh, could have been injuries. My research wasn't that in-depth. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think he's, he's been amazing. And uh, anyone who plays super coach or fantasy <laughs> AFL knows that he was that one pickup up uh, this year. that He he's was like the, in. Like the Malcheskis and he was the other dude from Frio who was the mature age player. Oh, Barlow. Barlow, yeah, who just killed it before he got injured. Um, I think Oxley is that player this year. And, I mean, shit. He, he's going to be a backbone of the Collingwood squad if they're going to win premierships, Jeez, I think.
1: They've got a lot of those good um players around around that like Oxley and yeah. um, Marley Williams and you know it's the next generation, the yep. next Swans and Pendlebury. So like, yeah. it's one thing having a gun midfielder. You need yep. two or three guns exactly, and yep. then good ones around them.
0: Yeah, I think Fasolo could um, uh, transgress into that. He's That's had progress. His, he's had his ups and
1: ups and downs this year for Solo, but yep. his um, his last couple have been good. Yeah, and he's played a little bit in the twos as well. Yep. Um, look, I. We, we call this category you know most improved or bigger surprises. um I had uh, Taylor Adams who's uh, second year on the list now um, coming across from GWS, but yep. he's um, best twenty two quite comfortably yeah yeah at, at Collingwood.
0: I agree. Um, what they have to? Did it was he free agent? No, it was a free agent. Wouldn't no, they I think coming across. I think it was uh, trade or, or something like. that. I can't remember how. You came up. It was a couple of years ago now. Yeah, I forget. But I mean, whatever it is, they've run on it because if it was something important. They traded up for him. We'd probably remember it. <laughs>
1: so, was it something to do with the Heath Shore trade?
0: Oh, it could be the three way in that. So, or, or, or oh that, no, it could be straight up. Yeah, uh,
1: it could have been you know
0: Heath Shore yeah. and Peaks
1: or, or something like that. I, yep. I can't really remember.
0: Yeah. Well, to be honest, I mean, you can't say that. Collingwood have got the worst of that but I mean Heath Shaw is playing awesome for GWS but it, it, Collingwood are doing good themselves to be honest, I
1: think Heath Shaw a better fit for GWS yep. what yep. they need as well yeah. um, but look I think removing Heath Shaw out of Collingwood it yep. was seen as a bit of a mark of um, Buckley stamping his, his authority on the team Yeah. Um, and on that side of it, on results, you've got to say it's working. Yep. Um, but it might have been a bit of a win-win trade.
0: That's exactly right. I think that was one of the... When we talked about loss-loss, this was the win-win one. Yeah. So,
1: so uh, who, who are the players playing for their career? Who's in trouble? And who needs to lift?
0: Um, I mean, it's, it's tough with Collingwood because I think they're um, exceeding expectations. So it's hard to change something that isn't broken. Yeah. So for the sake of provoking an argument, I've said Jack Frost.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, you, you are provoking an argument, because so I yeah. think he's been all right. Yeah. <laughs> there has been a few times where he's been ragdolled. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he is young, and it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, see, I'm comparing him to the old stalwarts that Collingwood have had um, across those lines, so... But,
1: okay, it's good that you point out Frost, because I disagree, because I, I really like him as a yeah. player. But I
0: think, Like I said, it was antagonistic as yeah, opposed to legitimate arguments.
1: There's a couple of others um, uh, that I'll speak about in a minute, but the reason you, you bring up Frost is because Keith isn't there. Yeah, actually. And the reason Keith's point. not there is because he's in uh, trouble with um, clue
0: uh, What is it? clu better or clu Oh,
1: jeez, I had it right in my head just before I said it. Um, it's a null or a strone or... Uh, Clum. Clu- oh, Jesus Christ. Clum better bowl or something. Anyway, yeah. drugs and he's... The B sample's positive. He's going to do time. Yep. Um, no, whatever way you look at it and Josh Thomas is in the same thing look if they sit um, two years out even with time served that means all of this year all of next year yeah. it's hard to come back from that and that's it why I, they're my two main ones that Greer's yep. in trouble just because uh, look you, they're probably going to get delisted
0: I mean in and, boxing they call it ring <laughs> rust and that's usually after a, a, you know, nine months to a year Two years.
1: Armin Saad sat out so, and managed to come back, you know, came through... Came back and into a rookie. squad that
0: wasn't Collingwood, though. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: these guys are going to sit out and come back to a team that's played awesome this year. Yeah, And looking up. And, and on the up, yeah, exactly. They're, they're yep. not an old side by any stretch. Yep. Um, <coughs> sorry about that. The other... Oh, I said in, in a little bit of trouble was uh, wits um, Oh, yeah. The ruck is the p- a bit of a problem um, yep. for Collingwood. Um uh, Brody Grundy, I think he said Heath Grundy. He plays for Sydney. Yeah. Brody Grundy's been doing good, yep. but he is very much an undersized ruckman. Yeah. Um, Jerry Witz has been the next one. Um, yep. he, he is bigger than Grundy, and he makes a few mistakes here and there, as you'd expect from ruckman. But it, it is an area of the ground where um, you, you can look to beat Collingwood. Yep. Um, so that they need somebody to really step up, and Brody Grundy's great around the ground more than he is in the ruck.
0: Yeah, and I think, especially with the ruck sort of role that plays these days, if you're not sort of um, confident in winning the majority and getting the first touch of the tap out, you're almost better conceding than putting a ruckman who's better um, sort of around the ankles, picking up off the ground and almost acting like a second rover, but it's more mobile. Uh, You see people play that strategy. I mean, that's why you've got a stat for sharking taps. Yeah. Because it's a legitimate strategy of people who almost concede ruck contests uh, to put an Ombola, almost, almost an Ombola in there, who can shark the advantageous uh, tap outs that the opposition's getting. Um,
1: so, and the other one that just needs to lift, um, and we've spoken about it a lot already, is Travis Cloak. Um, just the the, the goal-kicking. Yep. I think enough's been spoken That's about. That's just goal-kicking. He's been good the last couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, look, on paper, 31 goals, 17, looks all right. Yep. But there's a lot of out-of-bounds on the Fools and didn't make it in yep. that, unfortunately. Uh, I
0: think we've talked about it before, where yeah. maybe
1: check him on the wing, full flank. I've, I've been saying all That's year, it. he'd be a great centre-half back. I'd just like to see how yep. it'd go. Yep. Um, coach pressure. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much pressure is, is Buck's under? None. Uh, his ne- Negatives aren't allowed, really, are they? No. Nah, nah. um, look, he's always... I think undeniably, you can say he's been gifted a very... No, that's not right. He's in a very good position because yep. of his relationship
0: with the club. It's like he earned a very good position.
1: Yeah, yeah he, he earned it. Absolutely, in his playing days. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, they groomed him for, to take over from Mick. Yeah. Um, the team was going better than they thought it was. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah had yeah, to wear Thought that storm though, with um, sort of succeeding Mick as well. Yeah, so more credit uh, to him for and that. And His relationship with Eddie, uh, yeah. which
1: everyone knows about.
0: But and uh, I mean, if you heard a Jova podcast, um, one of the, his it. number one player ever played for Collingwood. Collingwood. Yeah. So he's got the of the fans, and that's nine tenths of the battle, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. Um, with the head coach, I mean, you got what a hundred thousand members, whatever Collingwood up to
1: oh, now. I think they're over eighty. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, and um. They've gone backwards in wins every year under his uh, coaching reins. Yep. But this year it looks like reversing the trend. Yeah. Um, and it, I've been saying it a little while. It feels like he inherited Mick Mick uh, Malthouse's team. Yep. Slowly he's turned it and now it is definitely Nathan Buckley's team. Yep. They're playing his style of footy. Um, the players that... Um, and there was, um, we heard firsthand, there was uh, disgruntled older players. Yep. They're not there anymore. Exactly. Um, and, you know, the one, if anybody was ever worried about Swanee, bullshit, he's going to play for the coach. Whoever's yep. coaching the team, that's who he's going to play for. He's that kind of bloke. Yeah. So um, if, if he was ever, uh, if anybody pointed the finger at him as the trouble, they were 100% wrong. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I've got him at naught as
0: well. He's no yeah. danger. None um, at all. I mean, when you do something like, when you weather that storm and do what you've done with Collingwood for this season, you save us houses, I think. So Absolutely. Um, so...
1: They've uh, got to the their halfway point. Uh, Where are their danger games for the rest of the
0: year? Well, I mean, to be honest, I don't think they'll have many danger games because they're sitting pretty, pretty, and I don't think they're going to make top four. So as long as they're in that five and six spot, then I think they should be sweet. But uh, I've said West Coast. Um,
1: yeah, what rounds West Coast uh, oh, Around 16
0: round 16 but at Etihad Stadium and if you're playing West Coast that could be a second round final game or sort of primer for that game if that makes sense whichever team wins that
1: one can really um, it, it could be a di- difference between fourth and you know, seventh eighth
0: yep. yeah exactly
1: look um, that's I've got the whole next month yeah. <laughs> Basically, because, <Yep. laughs> um, like we said, the first half of the year was easier for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next four games, uh, Frio over there, and I think they've actually left a few players behind. Yep. So it might almost be conceding that one. So they yep. got Frio, Hawthorne, Port um, over there, and then the West Coast game that you mentioned. Yep. They need to win at least two of those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and at this stage, you'd be comfortable against Port, maybe. Yep. But Port are going to bounce back.
0: And they are uh, following the. Colli- uh, West Coast game, you've got Bullies at Etihad which is no tough uh, it's, no it's easy. Nothing tough. easy about that at all. Yeah, Bullies play uh, Had very well. Yep, and they, you know, I think they match up almost just about really well against Collingwood. Yeah, besides having someone that can man up on clock, but we've got to always push him wide. And yeah, <laughs> um, And the other
1: danger game I said was round twenty-two against Geelong, because Geelong did such a number on them uh, yeah. earlier on in the year. Yep, Geelong are currently just outside the eight, so every win for them for the rest of the year is going to matter and this one will matter yep um, and it, uh, it Collingwood will need to show something there yeah yeah um, so having said all that where do you see him finishing
0: Yeah, I've got them I've got him in 5th spot I think they'll lock out that just outside of the top 4 and for, for where I predicted uh, pre-season way exceeded my way yeah. exceeded my expectations
1: yeah I've, I've got him finishing 5th uh, or 6th yep. depending on how their percentage goes yep um, and which is going to be half a dozen more wins than I thought they'd get. Yeah.
0: And like Joffa said, um, I think this team does have a premiership in them within uh, three to five years. The parts are there. Yeah. yeah, it's a matter of whether you can execute it and what other teams do. So,
1: um, And to be honest, if they, got, uh, if they had a, a Mumford or a Sanderlands, you'd yep. probably go, you know what, this is a top four side, yeah. top two side. Yeah.
0: Um, the thing is, it, it can be turned around as simply as cloak-kicking more goals than points.
1: Yeah. It, so it, that's scary. It, it, it's scary for anybody. Um, and uh, especially if he starts getting some free kicks.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So there we go, Collingwood Faithful. Things are looking up. Um, yep. Collingwood are doing well. Carlton and Essendon are doing shit.
0: Yep. Also, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that Joffers brought out a new book called Isn't That Life? Like we mentioned. Yeah. We,
1: uh, so I think any fan of football. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: And if you, if you hate Collingwood, this will give you a new respect for them. Um, if you think you actually know anything about Joffre as a person just because you've seen him in the crowd, you know, fuck all. So Absolutely. read this book. Understand what this man is. He's a man of great morals, great respect, and loves the game of football. Loves the game of football yep. and loves the people. Yep. Um, and he's a big supporter of the underdog, so get behind him, support it, his book. He's he's a supporter of everything. Yep. Poor Bassett. Yep. Does a does a bloody great job for the community in Melbourne, so
1: um all right guys, uh, I hope you've enjoyed your first half of the year and looking forward to the second half.
0: Yep, all right, bye bye.